by the time you hear this podcast, just because it's like that doesn't mean that has to be the way it is. Welcome to By the Time You Hear This Podcast. I'm Greg. I'm Ben. <laughs> and uh hope you haven't forgotten about us. Because <laughs> we're finally back with a new episode. Um, it's been about four months. We shouldn't have left you without a podcast step two. We certainly should not have, but we actually did. So oh, we, yeah, we did. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah, we, we did leave you. With a dope podcast step two. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> but um, a lot of stops and starts and um, the then the quarantine or the, 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 the COVID-19 happened. Yeah, there's a and pandemic out there. It's COVID-19 because it was discovered in 2019, not because there were 18 previous COVIDs. For the people that Kelly think that, Conway. Turn, the, turn this off. <laughs> if you think that. There were 19 of these. Turn, turn, turn this off right now because you're not going to like us. <laughs> uh, when you are aware that so many things happened uh, in the uh, the months between the, uh, the last episode and this one. Um, we lost Kobe. Yeah, man. Uh, the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. Yep, yeah. Uh, Parasite won Best Picture. I still haven't seen it yet, have you? I have not. It's on Hulu for anyone who's I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. Um, uh, what else? I, I met Lil Nas X. Oh, yeah, you did. <laughs> on Bowl, Radio Row. At Radio Row, the Super Bowl, um, and Jeezy. More excited about Lil Nas X. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the children are more excited about Lil Nas yeah. X than Jeezy. Uh, but hey, it was hey, it was cool to, for me to meet Jeezy. So why was he there? Uh, he's starting a, a sports agency. Well, Jeezy is. Does he think he's Jay Z? Is that what? <laughs> hey, these hey people in the South, athletes in the South, need to be represented too. <laughs> I, I I guess. I mean, Diddy thought that. How did that work out? About rappers yeah. in the South. And look, that's his fault. 
Hey, I'm just saying, man. What happened? We, to we ba- know how Diddy operates. Bad Boy South. <laughs> we know how Diddy operates. I don't even know who the artist is on on, on that are on his label anymore. There's like five of them. He's losing most 112, of them. 112, gone. Loon, gone. MGK. Black Rob, gone. I, re- I bet he really was just at MGK <laughs> right now. He's like, man. MGK is the most recent one that I know. And gone. he's gone. He's like, man, that Faith way Evans, making money. Gone. Stevie J, gone. <laughs> Biggie, gone. Biggie, gone. <laughs> Craig <laughs> Mack, gone. <laughs> Hold on. I, I got to see this bad boy South. I forgot it existed. Like, it's just. What, what, what was the name of the group that Jeezy was in? taken advantage of i don't i don't know no, he, he was in a group but he like kind of went solo at the same time i can't uh, remember the name of his group it's not young city that's chopper chopper young city it um, was the some the something boys best known for his it's going down uh i don't think they really care they don't even put it on here the group that he was in uh, well he he was in a group and they made one album and then the ne- it seemed like he was already leaving the group when that group's album was coming out. Hold on, so was he a part of Hot Styles? No, no, he wasn't. wasn't he just it. did a song with them. Okay, okay, because it's like they're making it look like he was a part of them. I didn't think about that. Swag team. Yeah, it doesn't tell. I guess it just no one cared because <laughs> it's not listed here. He w- he was in a group. They were on Bad Boy South, and and they um. Sorry, someone's calling for no reason. Um, yeah, what what was the name of that group? Ah, oh, that is killing me. Um, yeah, this is this is uh, Boys in the Hood. Oh, that, that was the name, the name of the group. Boys in the Hood. That was the name of the group, and and the album, that group's album, and his solo album came out in the same year. Mm. And of course, he had a nitty beat, so I guess that's how. Actually, they came out like a month apart. So that, yeah. <laughs> that was not going to last. No, it was not. <laughs> um, Does he still claim Atlanta? Yeah. College Park or wherever he, he wrote. He claims Atlanta, at least. Okay. <laughs> I guess it's not cool to be from College Park anymore. <laughs> uh, who else did I meet? I met Deontay Wilder. Okay. Um, this Had was he, before the fight. I was going to say, this he hadn't gotten knocked out yet. Okay. <laughs> um, I met Marshall Falk. That would have been cool. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, for anyone who, who Kansas City Chiefs fans, uh, Neil Smith. No clue who that is. I thought you might say Travis Travis Kelsey or something. No, because they, they were they were he was Kelsey was playing in the game. Oh, okay. I thought maybe like they were just out and about or something. You know? No. Oh, okay. Uh, I did. I I wanted to get um, the group of guys I was with to interview Rob Riggle. <laughs> But they didn't know who he was. How? <laughs> they really didn't know who he was? They didn't know who he was. He's been in movies, though. Like, aside from his NFL work. I was like, he's in 21 Jump Street. He's on, He's on. he does the, the Fox pregame stuff. I mean, wow, I get it. He that? does a lot of bit parts. But still, like, he's he's a high energy guy. He comes in, like, he's very quick. Um, I wanted to uh, interview, uh, get Stu Gotts from the Dan Levitard show. See, I, I don't even know, know Stu Gotts. I know who he is, but I couldn't identify him. I don't um, think I know what he looks like. Yeah. Uh, Sounds like you wanted to <laughs> meet more but people. But it would have been, been yeah. only me, but I got a. I didn't interview really anybody oh, okay. while I was there. 
And if I did, no one else knew how to do the video stuff. Gotcha. So that's where I'm stuck. That and sucks. if they hear this, you know I'm right. Um, <laughs> okay, Kurt. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, everyone who still subscribes to this podcast on our various platforms, they're going to be so it. surprised. <laughs> like, this is going to come out of nowhere. Uh, I thought these so, guys yeah, quit. <laughs> just refresh your your Apple Podcasts, your Google Podcasts, your Spotify. Um, listen notes it's going to come up <laughs> so um if you're still subscribed to us uh thank you for um still subscribing to us and surprise yeah hopefully we new bring episode. you some joy in this pandemic <laughs> um in these uncertain times how is uh <laughs> i know life's changed for a lot of people yeah um how has life changed for you most significantly in the the era of the rona in the era of the rona well i'm working from home now um, I moved, we downsized, my wife and I downsized to a one bedroom. So I'm um, working out of a one bedroom apartment. And I mean, it's cool because like we didn't move into a one bedroom apartment without a lot of stuff. So I, I, I'm very comfortable <laughs> in this one bedroom apartment and I have a lot, all my tech and all that stuff. So it's been a good experience so far. Company gives me a laptop, so I'm able to work from home. And um, it's it's just been a lot of fun. I mean, it's nothing much has changed other than the fact that now I don't have to go as far to play 2K after work. <laughs> I could just, you know, I mean, I guess the most the thing that's changed the most is like now uh, when I'm playing my league for all the NBA 2K heads out there, instead of stopping after the the team I'm dominating with all the players retire, I'm going to actually try and start like in, you know, rebuild. Because you can go like what a hundred years or something with this thing, yeah. so yeah, I'm like I think I'm like maybe twenty years in. I'm gonna see if I can do it again. What I'm seeing, um, like I I I don't have a PS4 anymore. <laughs> um, I but I don't miss it. I would probably miss it only because of all the free games. I subscribed to PS Plus and just I just I don't even play half of them. Just I I'm hoarding them. <laughs> like I, I would probably get a PS3, get uh, NCAA 14. Shout out to Chris Reese, who's uh, doing, who, did, who did that. <laughs> uh, but Phil, I heard that the team builder uh, thing it was shut down. So any any like custom teams you can only download. Mm. If that if the what is it the PS3 is on the PSN network? Is that what it yeah, was? Yeah, they probably just stopped supporting it. Shut down the servers, I imagine. You can still download stuff. Oh, okay, so, I mean it's like a ten year old game, barely. isn't it? Almost. Uh, 2014, almost seven. Yeah, it's pretty old. <laughs> but there's this. Uh, some people like look for people. If you, if you, I'm not going to shame anyone who watches gaming videos on YouTube. No, I'm not either. I watch them. Um, because it's like you're not. Some people invest differently as far as like they create story, so they try to create a narrative yeah. of their dynasty. Yeah. Uh, so there are a couple of people I follow that made up some schools. Uh, someone is doing like they have St. Louis State. Um, <laughs> uh, someone has Hawaii Tech. I like St. Louis State. It really flows so well. Yeah, good old SLS. <laughs> like he started one where he like, like uh, his school is in the Mac, and <laughs> and there are some other created schools that are that he put in the Mac. Oh, that's awesome. So there's like East Gotham. East. <laughs> Uh, Metropolis State, yes. <laughs> so, which so. actually works because there's a Metropolis, Illinois, 
in the middle of America. <laughs> so, so some people uh, who are doing that have some fun with it. Oh, that's so great. I can appreciate that. Um, but that's really what I if 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 I wanted to like get into playing. Uh, if I really wanted to play video games, mm-hmm. as far as I want to play NCAA fourteen and and create a dynasty from the bottom up. I've considered doing that. I mean, the furthest I got was I made a Instagram page where I made like these fake promo posters for my created players. So like, I, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll do I've that. <laughs> so yeah, that's what I did when I was looking for a job. <laughs> I was at home getting paid, so I was learning Photoshop, and it's a lot of fun. And yeah, I had some kid actually send me a message. He DM'd me, asked me if I would make one for him. <laughs> I was like, send me a high quality picture, and you got it. He's yet to do that, though. <laughs> no. Um. So yeah, uh, life for me has not changed much in the era of the Rona. Rona. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I just keep thinking. Of the... <laughs> um, I'm still working because my industry is considered essential. Yes, you bring us entertainment. Um. And. Uh, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> Um, I'm wearing more masks when I go out. I'm wearing masks when I go out. That's, that's I try to remember to do that. I try. Uh, having hand sanitizer, keeping it in the car. I got. I got to <laughs> get some of that actually. But uh, hey, might have waited too late though. Yeah, the the price has <laughs> spiked. Um, and um, I I normally went to the I normally go grocery shopping like late at night. Mm-hmm. But now I have to go oh, yeah, before I even go to work. <laughs> By the time I get off work, they're all closed. Oh god, yeah, that sucks. So <laughs> you don't do the do you ever do the pickup or do you go inside? I go inside. Oh, okay. You're old school. Okay. I feel that. I feel that. I <laughs> I'm 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 mostly indecisive going into the grocery store if I need to get anything. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I don't want to get something like, you know what, I actually didn't want this. So I don't <laughs> want to Excuse me, like that. come back, please, please. Yes. <laughs> um but other than that, nothing much has has changed for me. What I do appreciate, and I'm trying to appreciate it as much as I can, the traffic It's coming oh, back. Boy. It it is. I I it is starting to come back. People in our state open up because our governor. But um, man, yeah. At nine in the morning. Oh yeah, it's when beautiful. I could just oh, it's it, beautiful. I I'm was. Gonna, I'm gonna miss it. Mm-hmm. But yes, yeah, coming back, man. I was I was it um five minutes added onto my commute this morning, so um they're realizing <laughs> I guess people are making them come back now. Is um, what it is, right? Yeah. I I this just isn't smart. No, it's not. It's not. But hey, you know, um luckily my company, you know, makes us is making us work from home, except for a couple days a week, but um yeah, it's it's interesting. And I mean when I say a couple days a week like we have people who can't work from home for, you know, whatever technical reasons. So we've got, you know, maybe 20 people in the office, but they're socially distanced. Masks are required in the office. And um, it, it we stay safe. Like, you know, no one gets too close to anyone. So it's all good. Other days I'm working from home, you know, playing with my dogs, telling them to shut up. I'm talking to a customer. <laughs> you got to be quiet. <laughs> so I, I, I do like this life, though. I just I'm not looking forward to going back permanently i i don't look forward to having like i have to get up early like working nine o'clock from home is easy i can roll out of bed at 8 50 now i gotta roll out of bed at seven to get there by nine <laughs> i don't like that so. um 
what's uh, interesting is that um, Zoom, I don't know if people, if you bought stock in Zoom. <laughs> so funny enough. You should make the, a, made a, should have made a profit. Uh, the crooked congresswoman from Georgia, she bought, um, after that sold out her stock to make, you know, like a few million dollars. She bought stock in Citrix. I don't know if their stock is going up. But maybe she should have got some Zoom. I don't know if anybody's using Citrix. I don't even know what that is. Citrix is but it's it just like sounds a, like it sounds like the you have Windows, you have Macs, uh, <laughs> Mac, uh, Mac, and Linux. That's someone using Linux. Yeah. <laughs> or someone still using the Netscape browser. It's uh, it's basically like a virtual environment. It's not. It's it's how do you say this? It's so 10 years ago like it's <laughs> now you just give your people a vpn and let them do their thing so she should have yeah she should have invested in zoom she should have invested in um teams and she should have invested in um house party because that one's blowing up big time okay uh, <laughs> <laughs> eric sermon was a producer on this one huh. um what were we talking about <laughs> Oh yeah, uh, nope. I already forgot. Ro, 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 Rona. That Rona. <laughs> the Rona. Tinder Rona. It's been a while. Rona. Oh yeah, we're talking about Zoom. Yeah. yeah um, you gotta stay in the house. <laughs> <laughs> so have you used it? Have you used Zoom? No, I haven't either. I, I have. I have had no reason. I had no reason to use Zoom. Um, the thing that. I'm not really annoyed by it, but I just think it's weird. Maybe it's because it's so it's a new thing for people. Why are there so many people like screenshotting their Zoom meeting or with their Zoom know. calls? Because just I, I I don't know. It, it's it's a fad. I don't I don't know. I mean I don't like. I don't, hey, I'm talking to people. Like although okay. I do, <laughs> <laughs> I did screenshot a Teams meeting only because my boss had a Batman hoodie with ears. <laughs> He just put it on during the meeting, and I thought it was hilarious. And I screenshot it and made like a meme of it that says "I'm Batman," and we all got to get. Some people have made uh, some some errors. Um, Look, if y'all going, yeah, oh yeah, if you're gonna have some some uh, some morning delight. Whoa, um, whoa, 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 whoa! What? Some morning delight. Stop it! Really on Zoom? Uh, Well, no, like you have like the I don't know if there's like the default thing like or like you can say my camera's not working or mm-hmm. whatever oh, okay you can turn your but, camera off yeah yeah but you got to make sure the mic is muted also oh, <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah that mistake has been made um some people have talked about when they're doing the uh if they got to teach like second and third graders um if there's like 12 kids there's always like four of them where their their camera freezes, mm-hmm. and um, two of them they're just <laughs> talking over the teacher about whatever, <laughs> and the rest of them their mic doesn't work. So <laughs> we weren't ready. No, we, <laughs> we were not. Ready. We were not prepared. Um. So uh, yeah, that's basically how how life has been. Um. I. I mean, I, I think there should be no rush. I mean, there's some people, look, they got to get back to work 
or they gotta they gotta find some way to to make some money or to save mm-hmm. money or anything like that. I can understand that, but for the people who, if you don't have an essential, uh, essential job that to where you can't work to where you can work from home, mm-hmm. work from home. Yeah, agreed. Uh, you know, Governor Kemp has put. Oh yeah, that's his name. Yeah, that guy. One, like he he's in a hurry, but I think he only did it because he thinks Trump is telling him to do it subliminally or something. And then we got Trump talking out of both sides of his mouth. He's like, "Look, so I don't I don't think it's the right decision, but he's got to do what's right." But he's saying that the day after. He's like, "My authority is total." As president, like, so you saying you could have told him what to do, but you actually can't tell him what to do, but you're trying to influence him on what to do. It's funny because um, (laughs) what a lot of um, Confederate apologists say that we fought for in the Civil War is that test here. And what is that, ladies and gentlemen? States rights. They'll always tell you it wasn't over slavery. It was over states rights. Okay, so is your state in control right now? Because that's what y'all fought for. Is your state in control? Are you going to listen to the president? And you, I, you can tell. Your state, Brian your state is in control. And so yeah. it's on the governors to make decisions. But people like, I've said this before, and this is our podcast. You, you, so you can't really do anything to me when I say this. Nope. Um, a lot of white people feel entitled to never feel uncomfortable. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yeah, it does. So because it's uncomfortable to sit and wait at home mm-hmm. or to to have to stay in your house to protect yourself, mm-hmm. that's making some white people uncomfortable. We have white friends, where... so we can say that. <laughs> <laughs> so they're going to end up risking their lives yeah. so they can get a haircut. Yeah. Look, shave your head off. Yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you say that, too, because there, uh, there's a podcast I listen to a lot lately called Straight White American Jesus. I'm not kidding. That is the name of it. <laughs> and it's hosted by two former, um, well, they're both professors, but one's a, they're both former evangelicals. Um, both still teach. They're bo- And they're both, ironically, one's a half Asian, half white evangelical. The other one's white evangelical. And they are... What exactly what you're saying is a lot of what they're spouting about this. People are uncomfortable. They want. They don't care. They just wanted to get back to the status quo because without this is basically making them feel like they don't have control over their lives. There, there's a lot of it. You might find this podcast interesting. It's very educational. I'm not going to go too far into it. It's been on for a couple of years, but it was a response to this. You know the uh, white evangelicals who voted in droves for Donald Trump and like understanding them and their thoughts and all this stuff. And it's really deep because I went into it thinking the only thing that mattered to them was, was abortion. And it's a lot more, you know, a lot of it's, a lot of it's dog whistling and and coded language and stuff like that. But I'll just say it's a really interesting podcast and I might hashtag them on Twitter, man, because I would love to go on their show one day because it's, it's so interesting. I don't know what I could add. (laughs) <laughs> but they're just really cool people and I, and I love their show. What's also interesting is that some, we, we live in a time where some people are, are some people don't like having to decide from a set 
of choices. Yeah. And it can be something with much lower stakes, like, um, who's the, like, which movie is better, Coming to America or Friday? <laughs> but then someone's going to come in with some third movie. Yeah, that we weren't even talking about. It's like, oh, what about Harlem Nights? We're not talking Talk- about Harlem Nights. We're talking about Coming to America or Friday. Which those one of those choices. is funnier, okay? <laughs> we're talking about one, one or the other. But someone wants to come in with the third choice. Like, we're not talking about that. Or like, I, I may have mentioned it on this podcast, but I think I've talked to you about it, where there's this podcast I listened to where uh, the guy was talking about, like, when he grew up, him and his friends would argue about, like, who's the better point guard, Magic Johnson or Isaiah Thomas? <laughs> and then someone will come in with, what about Fat Lever? No, we're not talking about Fat Lever. <laughs> oh, God. These are the people that couldn't. <laughs> these are the people who had trouble deciding fish or chicken in elementary school. <laughs> <laughs> Don't invite them to a wedding beside chicken. Get there. You know when I filled that filled it out, you know, I wanted fish, but now I want chicken. That's why we had a buffet. No, so it was like <laughs> fish or chicken. Oh, what, what about pork chops? We're not talking about that. What about so. them? <laughs> They're not here. <laughs> so, so some people don't like to wear like look, you can you can stay in the house and protect yourself or you can go out there and risk it. Mm-hmm. Like, well, what's the third option? There is no third option. <laughs> there is no third option. You can protect a, yourself or risk it. You can hop in a spaceship and go, <laughs> and go live in. What about spaceships? <laughs> you can hop in a spaceship and go live in the International Space Station and and hope that. But you, you got to stay there for like years because you're going to get tired of that. Hopefully, you don't bring Rona with you. <laughs> you uh, and then so <laughs> and then so because someone's always going to be like, okay, you can live in the space station. Or on the moon because we can we can habitate the moon. What about Earth? Like, oh my God, you're here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, like some people don't like to feel uncomfortable, and then they end up doing things that, like, look, Michigan. You you know what kind of people aren't at those protests? I will say, and not to be Donald Trump on both sides here. Somebody shot a security guard at a family dollar <laughs> for telling them to put a mask on, and it wasn't the Michigan people. <laughs> what are we doing? Like, why are we going crazy? <laughs> Just, hey, put on your mask. Pow! Look, like, there, there are people who still don't believe in it. We got... I don't want to flame because there's Two million somebody... cases? In America, two million cases. Yeah, there's somebody who I know. Um... Or around the world, but still, it's in the millions in yeah. some capacity. It, oh, it, it's a hoax. Do you know anyone that believes the five G conspiracy? Yes. <laughs> and I question my acquaintanceship with that person all the time. Oh God! Oh God! So some people think it's the cell phone signals. Oh man! And some people think someone, you know put some murder hornets in a bag and brought them on a plane. That scares the crap out of me, dude. I've followed the giant Asian hornet for years, praying and hoping and praying that it would never make it here. Like, I would always say, well, at least it's not in the United some, States. Someone posted a video of it, like, I don't know if it was killing a squirrel or a rat or something. Oh, they're ginormous, dude. There's, um, I first heard about it, and I know this is a music podcast, but this is interesting. Um, years ago, like maybe six or seven years ago, there was a documentary on Discovery or one of those nature channels. 
And they show like what they do. So what they're doing is decimating the bee population, and the bee population is already pretty right. low. But like to see them do it, dude, like one of them can just murk a hundred bees. Like they don't stand a chance. Like if they if they come back in a swarm, it's over. Like you're not like every bee is dying. The only hope they have is for the the hornet to get lured in to check out the nest, and they all crowd it and they vibrate their bodies hot enough to basically cook the insides of the hornet. That is the, so it doesn't go back and get. So it takes a hundred bees. Yes. It takes a nation of millions. It takes a million. A like they just million bees. Like it's the it's the craziest thing. But then it also shows what happens when it goes and gets his homeboys and comes back. It is a slaughter. <laughs> it's like Thanos. It's just not pretty. And I would always watch that. And this was yeah. This is when I was living living you know still living with my mom and my dad. And I would always say, man, I hope that never gets to America. <laughs> and here it is, man. Oh, God. I feel bad for the people that found the nest initially. Hopefully they didn't die. Oh, boy. Now, now my heart rate's up. <laughs> so anyway, let's get back to some music. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, um, So what you've been listening to in these quarantine times? Anything interesting, new? Um, well, I, I sent you the <clears throat> um, uh, a while ago, the uh, Amber Marks cover. Of, that was uh, so good. Heart shaped box. Yes, she's starting a series of. Um, she's gonna do cover songs every couple of weeks. Okay. Um. So, uh, that's where do you find cute. these, man? That, that was really good. I saw it on her Instagram, okay. and then like people like she got a great response, so she <laughs> made it a single, basically. Okay. <laughs> um, oh, is it on Spotify now? Or yes. Something? Oh, sweet! Yes. I'm gonna find it then. She did a cover of The Seeker by The Who. Okay. She hasn't made that a single yet, but I saw that on her Instagram as well. Um, Tom Mish is did, a, did a cover of Smells Like Teen Spirit. Okay, okay. Um, so, yeah, I've, I've been finding little stuff like that. Um, <clears throat> other than that, like, I'm, even though I have more time, Mm-hmm. And because of my job, you would think I, I would, but I still do not listen to the radio. Um, don't feel bad. I haven't turned on the radio in years unless it was by mistake. And then I immediately <laughs> turned it off. Like, what is this crap? And turned it off. If, if I forget my um, if I forget my aux cord, mm-hmm. uh, I, I just I just drive in silence. Yes, I'd sing to myself. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, let's get to the charts. Before we get to uh, Ben's earworm of the week, um, the Hot 100. There's been a lot of songs, of course. Um, we can't cover them all. No. Uh, number one, debuting at number one is The Scots um, by Travis Scott and Kid Cudi. I thought you made that name up as a nickname that I didn't no. know about. That is really an okay. The Scots. Yeah. Got it. All right. Uh, number two is Blinding Lights by. The weekend, calling pills and models. I don't know um, any of these songs. He uh, he. Uh, it was number one last week. Okay. Um, I've heard "Blinding Lights." It sounds like it would have been in the Scarface soundtrack. Is it the <laughs> really really eighty song? Do, yeah. Do 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 do. Okay. Yeah. That's uh that's a wife cooking um song, wife meal prep <laughs> song. So I have heard it. <laughs> uh, number three, and this was this has also been number one. Uh, the Tusi Slide. By the is there a dance Kentucky to go with recruit. this? There is a dance. I figured. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, 
number four, Savage by Megan the Stallion. <laughs> All right. Which so, has been a, a TikTok staple. <laughs> have you seen Tiger King? Yes. The Carol Baskin song? Yes. Have you heard her? The, okay. Yeah. The remix. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. It's hilarious. Yes. Um, <laughs> number five. I hate this song. And it was. <laughs> <clears throat> number five, which was everywhere during our absence. Uh, <laughs> the Box by Roddy Rich. Look at my apartment. Was, God, I, hate, I hate this song. I heard the song the night it came out. Because there's a uh, someone I follow on um, on YouTube named Lenar. Uh, he was big on on Vine. He has this great great YouTube channel because he he makes these sketches and they're just for the most part absurd, but they're fun, but they're really funny. So he made a he made a sketch about when Roddy Rich was recording the box because of that <laughs> screeching sound. But he made it like as if like like he's laid in bed and then he looks over and there's a ghost that's just opening and closing a door. <laughs> I'm gonna have to show that to her. <laughs> so, and then uh, because he's just opening and closing the door, and then he has there every time he he makes like sketches about certain songs, how certain songs may have been recorded. But so there's always like. The uh, the engineer who has his laptop and his headphones. So while the ghost is opening and closing the door, you see the engineer appear. He's got his laptop going on his headphones. Like, hey, we need to record something on this. <laughs> oh, uh, so yeah, um, so yeah, that and that was like the night it came out. Really, that's hilarious. <laughs> so, um, uh, so yeah, that's been everywhere. Um, yeah. Number six, say so by Doja Cat. Awesome. This is a pretty good song too. I've heard. This um, one. I is it produced by Doctor Luke? I don't know. It was um, either Doctor Luke or Max Martin. Let's see here. Or it might have been Benny Blanco. I don't know. Nope. Uh, yep. Yeah, Doctor <laughs> Luke. Lucas Godwell. Yep. He's one of the <laughs> writers. Luke. He's one of the many writers, but it's it's probably pretty much him. Oh, oh, he changed his name. That's why. Oh, he he's Tyson tracks now. Uh oh, he's trying to. Uh, he like we don't know who you are, <laughs> Luke <laughs> Lucas. Like we get click on your name and see that it's Lucas Coswell. Um. Wow, he tried it though. He tried it. <laughs> um. So yeah. Uh. That's number six. Number seven. Don't start now by Dua Lipa. Phenomenal album. Listen to that. We listen to that one Sunday. She's a huge Dua Lipa fan and. I like her a lot too. It's a great album. Uh, number eight, Circles by Sirius Malone. That one's been on here for a while. Yeah. Wow. Okay. <clears throat> number nine, Intentions by the Canadian Spotify champion featuring Quavo. One of our friends from Gwinnett. <laughs> one, of, yeah, one of our friends from Gwinnett, of course. And number <laughs> 10, Adore You by the artist formerly known as One Direction. They're getting a lot, <laughs> They're getting a, so much play, man. They're they're yeah, I I like them. They're they're doing great. Uh some other number one songs during our absence. Someone You Love by Lewis Capaldi. Um Memories with by Maroon Five. Adam and Levine's was number two at one point. Um This song Roxanne by Arizona Zervis. I don't know why people may have liked that. Um I don't care for it either. Heartless by the weekend was also number one and uh that's all we're talking about 
So anyway, <laughs> let's get to the albums, Billboard 200. Number one is 38 Baby 2 by Young Boy NBA. Which means never broke again, right? Never broke again. Okay. Uh, with, I, I don't know if, if it's a clout thing because of things happening uh, outside of his music. Um, He is dating, or maybe was dating, Floyd Mayweather's daughter. And she stabbed the mother of his child. And she may go to jail for a very long time or just may get probation. Who knows? But very interesting that he has a number one album. Um, <clears throat> number two, Blame It On The Baby by, oh, excuse me, Blame It On Baby by <laughs> The Baby. It was number one last week. Um, a lot of rap here. Number three, Eternal Wataki by Lil Uzi Vert. People have been waiting a very, very, very long time for that album. At least two years, maybe longer. But it's finally out. Um, number four, After Hours by The Weeknd. Number five, My Turn by Lil Baby. Not The Baby, but Lil Baby. <laughs> so different, different person. Number six, Hollywood's Bleeding by Post Malone. Number seven, uh, Y-H-L-Q-M-D-L-G by Bad Bunny. Probably means something, I'm sure. Let's see what it means. I wonder, is that the reason why people are posting acronyms of everything? I don't know. Because I saw that happening oh, quite uh, a bit. Yo hago lo que me da la gana. Okay, yeah, I wouldn't have got that. Which is Spanish for I do whatever I want. Okay, fair enough. Uh, so he is number seven this week. Number eight, please excuse me. Excuse me for being antisocial by Roddy Rich. Number nine, Astro World by Travis Scott, <laughs> which is three months away from reaching uh, two years, <laughs> two years on the charts, and it's still in the top ten. Yikes! Um, and number ten, Sugar by Megan The Stallion. All right, and the Artist One Hundred. Uh, well, he's got the, the number one. Well, he had a number one song. Uh, he had the number one album. And people are still playing the hell out of his song. So it's the weekend this week. And he was just on a new episode of American Dad. Yeah. If anyone so. watches that. It's on TBS now. So it's not even on Fox anymore. Yeah, it stopped being on Fox a while back. I don't know why. But it's uh, raunchier now because it's not Fox. So they, they, let, a, <laughs> they let a lot of um, profanity go that couldn't go on Fox. Mm. It's quite interesting. Number two, uh, he's got the uh, the project with Kid Cudi going on, so Travis Scott. Number three, the baby, he was number one last week. Number four, Young Boy NBA. Number five, Sirius Malone. Number six, Billie Eilish. I think she just came out with a new song. I don't know what I she's think. doing. I don't know. Number seven, Luke Combs. He's still there, <laughs> hanging around. <laughs> Is this the one in American Idol? No, that's uh, that's another Luke. That's Luke, oh. uh, Luke Bryan. Okay, like yeah. I would know. People don't like him. They don't respect him. <laughs> <laughs> Number eight. Uh, we're still kind of worried about them. Is their vacation over? I guess. Don't think they ever took one, bro. They, they no. Quote. They they got to sleep an extra fifteen minutes. Yeah. That was the vacation. Air quotes vacation. <laughs> <laughs> Number nine, Roddy Rich, and number ten, 
the perpetual Kentucky recruit. Um, uh, anything else you would like to add to any any music news <laughs> that has caught your eye? Uh, Adele lost like a ton of weight. I just saw yeah. that today. Oh yeah, Ben showed me a picture before we started recording. She looks like a different person. <laughs> she she's gonna have some dance songs on on this album. But it's gonna be called Thirty. <laughs> it's gonna have some some dance songs on it. Um, I she's, can't think of really gonna, anything else. It's though. gonna be. It's gonna. I think <laughs> when she has these dance songs with these videos, it's gonna look like. Remember, Jewel had. Oh uh, no, yeah. intuition. Yeah. Oh, it's gonna look like so, intuition by so Jewel. Bad. She couldn't dance, and uh, Jewel, why, why? Was that the beginning of the end? She jumped the shark. <laughs> <laughs> the shark had, had been jumped. First second of that video. What? Or the first the first scene of her like doing choreography. What is this? <laughs> Was that before or after? Um, um, the uh, sellout album from Liz Fair because I wonder if she was like, well, if Liz Fair can do it, like I can do it. I wonder was she thinking that like I can just you know. Uh, it was probably oh, that was two thousand three, so it was after. Yeah, she probably saw that was like I can do this. <laughs> I can get up there and and shake my butt. No, you can't, Jewel. No, you can't. Yeah. Why? Oh man. <laughs> Why did you bring that up? You just ruined, ruined my day. <laughs> hey, we have to prepare these Adele fans. I'm going to hope that she still is making good. She was a writer on this. <laughs> she helped yeah. write this trash. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway. Yeah, that'll be a, that'd be a good <laughs> because five greatest career flops. <laughs> um. What's so, the music version of a Razzie? Like it, it should have won that <laughs> pitchfork. Anyway, <laughs> um, so yeah, that's what it, it might look like. That y'all, just so be prepared. Um, I can't really think of anything else. Mm. Well, what do you think of all these IG battles? You've watched any of them? Okay, so I I haven't, but I heard that the one between. Babyface and Teddy Riley was an absolute joke, as in Teddy Riley couldn't get anything to work. Well, here's the thing. Teddy Riley may have tried to do too much <laughs> because usually with these IG battles, you just play the song. Mm-hmm. Play play the track from your from your from your computer. Mm-hmm. That's it. <laughs> what did he try to have like a live band? Yes. Oh no. Tried to have a live band, a live performance. And have the sound feed into his phone, into the into the phone. But there was an issue with the sound to where it wasn't coming through. Um, so <laughs> they tried to and, and and like so he has this band set up. Babyface is in his studio <laughs> with a laptop, chilling. I wonder how many people knew who these two people were under the age of thirty. I don't think that many. Because neither one of them have been that active. No. I think, I want to think Babyface did something a few years ago with somebody that was kind of big. Ariana Grande? Well, I know he produced her album. Um, I know he did, okay, never mind, that was a long time ago. He did Comfortable with uh, Lil Wayne. <laughs> so never mind, yeah, so yeah, no one under 30 knows who they are. That's And that's wild. I heard, I, I heard it was bad though. Who else, who else has done these? Um, 
uh, RZA went against DJ Premier. Okay. Uh, Manny Fresh went against Scott Storch. Really? Yeah. And that was kind of weird because, like, I, like Scott I guess Manny Fresh took the, the battle part to, to heart and, like, started playing, like, I don't know if these were voicemails or certain sketches <laughs> making fun of Scott Storch's <laughs> drug addiction. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. He hit below the belt. <laughs> Uh, um, <laughs> I feel like I feel like uh, the t- <laughs> Apollo Creed's trainer. For, <laughs> it's a it's an exhibition. It's an exhibition. Um, yeah, he hit below the belt because everyone's like, wait, "Wait, why is he? Does he have to do that?" <laughs> have you seen? Have you seen the uh, the wrestling promos sketch from SNL with The Rock? Yeah, that's what it it's kind of like. like that. Yeah, it is kind of like I that. I catfished your ass. <laughs> oh, do yourself a favor if you haven't seen that. That's oh god, <laughs> he did that for real. He yeah, why? Yeah, it was. We're like, come on, man. He went too we just want to. We just want to hear songs. He went too far. <laughs> <laughs> he went too. He went too far. Um, what was another one? Um, yeah. Like that was a serious thing too, man. He really went through it. He's yeah. clean. he's clean now, right? Yeah. All he does is smoke cigarettes. That's it. He probably started. To... <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. <sighs> um, good for him. Good. <laughs> Another one was uh, T Pain went against Lil John. Uh, that seems lopsided. <laughs> that seems weird, man. <clears throat> it was it was probably a lot closer than people would have. Um, would have uh would have expected. Let me see if I can find some more. <laughs> Sorry, you're just like that's why you did coke. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, it was kind of like that. Like, <laughs> it was like why why are, why are you doing this? Like, man, I've been sober <laughs> for ten years. <laughs> um, Timbaland went against Swiss Beats. Okay, I, I did hear about that one. Uh, what's upcoming? I think uh, if it's not tonight, it might be tomorrow. Erica Badu versus Jill Scott. Ooh, okay, okay, I can get down with that. Um, trying to find some more here. I, there, there have been a couple more. Um, Neo went against uh, Jonte Austin. Who is Jonte Austin? Should I know who he is? He's done a he he's 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 one of those like you know he's done a lot of he's written a lot of stuff. Okay. He's done a lot of stuff. Uh, Boy Wonder when it gets hit, boy. Okay. Um. So it sounds like these have been exclusively hip hop and R and B. Yeah, the Dream versus Sean Garrett, French Montana against Tory Lanes. Um. Oh, Ryan Tedder went against Benny Blanco. <laughs> That's interesting. Okay. Um, we need a uh, we need something like vanilla, like um, Michael Bublé versus Josh Groban. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but the the um, I think Entertainment Weekly had a they had a breakdown of some of these. Yeah. And when Ryan Tedder get a, went against Benny Blanco, Benny Blanco would play something like three oh three. Remember them? Three oh oh yeah, 
Oh, the um, talk with their hands. Yeah. <laughs> or the stuff he did with Juice World. So was- he's playing like these high energy songs, mm-hmm. but then Ryan Tedder comes back with his One Republic ballad. Tell me what you want from me. Oh, oh, okay, that's interesting. <laughs> uh, I want I want to see one with someone punching yeah. above their weight class. <laughs> I mean, some people want it. Some people like are asking for battles that, man. <laughs> Just because these battles are happening doesn't mean, like, everybody really wants to do them. Mm -hmm. Like, a lot of people want to go against Jay-Z. 50 Cent wants to go against him. Some people want Ja Rule to go against 50 for the jokes. But see, that's Um, weight class. I want to see someone's, like, um, like, uh, God, who is the lead singer from Hinder going against, like, Eddie Vedder? Like, just punch out of your weight class. See what happens. (laughs) (laughs) Just see what happens. um, It'd be funny. There's a there was someone something else somebody there was another battle somebody wanted to see like two chains wanted to go up against um I don't know it was I I it wasn't was a ludicrous or Ti or something <laughs> or DMX or you know really? some people are trying to pull Jay Z into this all the time and he hasn't I don't think he's said anything I, I don't know if he's actually interested. <laughs> Get Ja Rule versus Fred Durst. Like, let's make it interesting. <laughs> Get some has-beens, you know? Uh, that's what I want to see. People who, you know, like, I mean, like, yeah, Babyface isn't doing it anymore, but no one would ever say Babyface is a has-been. Babyface is a legend. Get me a has-been. Get somebody who is, like, just out there still trying, and you're just like, Fred, give it up. <laughs> give it up. It's No one's doing it for the nookie anymore. No, not at all. Uh, well, yeah, that'll do it for our music news. We <laughs> went past the time that we kind of planned on here. I'm sorry, but, but that's just the Hey, we, it's been four months, and we're having fun. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I feel bad for Scott Storch, man. I really do. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> like, you're dragging up old memories that, like, I don't want to talk about. <laughs> Manny's like, it's all fair love and war, baby, what? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's an exhibition. <laughs> um... So, uh, Ben, tell us about your earworm of the week. <laughs> Manny Fresh, if he dies. He dies. <laughs> okay, so let me, let me, <clears throat> serious face on, although this is a joke too. Um, so, <laughs> for some reason, and I, I had to find the full story, for some reason, um, Trapped, remember them? <laughs> trapped, for some reason, challenged Ice-T to a fist fight. Yes, Trapped. The um, hard rock new metal band from the early 2000s challenged uh, rap legend and current uh, star of <laughs> Law and Order SVU to a fist fight for some reason. And um, I, I, uh, someone was telling me they think it's because I think it was Kevin said it. It was probably just because they were trying to get more plays of um, their song, uh, the, the back off song, Headstrong, Headstrong. <clears throat> um, as a result, I just started I went down the, the, the trapped rabbit hole. <laughs> if that's a thing and started listening to echo. Cause it's a cool video. It's got Michelle Trachtenberg in it, who AKA formerly known as Harriet, the spy, um, plays the AKA love interest. Georgina Sparks. Yes. Georgina. That. Yes. That's my favorite role of hers. But, um, she plays the love interest of the singer. And I just really love this song. And I've, I've, I, I told my wife last night, this would be my, my earworm. <laughs> 
what's what's funny is that um uh there's a okay there is a video for this yeah there's like a video yeah she's um yeah she's in it like <laughs> it's just like they're, they're like partying i don't know if it's like a rave or what but like like there's a, and there's a part in the video and like i'd be fighting if this happened he like takes his guitar off and walks off stage the singer does and the band keeps playing that doesn't happen in real life <laughs> you'd be like where are you going are you coming back are you okay <laughs> that doesn't happen they just kept going like uh there goes travis again <laughs> <laughs> walking off stage all right so uh this is ben's earworm echo by trapped i'm gonna play the video version and uh, we'll be right back The whole thing passed me by There is no time to waste Asking why I'll run away with you by my side Let's cut it when he does walk off the stage. Puts his guitar down and walks off. What are you doing? Like, we're not done yet. (laughs) So, yeah. um, Yeah, I remember this song. Yeah. It was was the one that I like. Well, I mean, there is some stuff off the second album, but this was my favorite off the first. So, I know um, Headstrong was bigger, but I just like this one more. Uh, I thought of another one, too, and this is just absurd. Uh, Scott Stapp versus Kid Rock. Let's make that happen. Let's make that happen. Man, anybody. Anybody versus Kid Rock. It'd be great. Anybody versus, versus Kid Rock. Eminem versus Kid Rock. <laughs> Big Sean. Anyone from Detroit. Is it Big Sean? Uh, uh, Everlast. Oh, <laughs> didn't that ha- No, that was Eminem. I think I think Everlast. How old is he? I think he could still Everlast take is Kid like Rock. like 50. 
He could stand to take Kid Rock. <laughs> Hell, he might try to fight him. <laughs> Fred Durst versus Kid Rock. Just anybody versus Kid Rock. <laughs> oh, Ted man. Ted Nugent versus Kid Rock. <laughs> Oh, God. If you have your own favorite verses, please let us know. Because yeah. I, I would love to see that. Oh, I don't even man. know. Is Scott Stapp alive? It, did he die or something? No, he, he's, he's still with us. Okay, he's still with us. Good, good. Um, yeah, any, 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 any of those. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so uh, we started the podcast with the song uh it's like that by run dmc and um what we wanted to talk about uh netflix has this series um called remastered in which they look at certain um certain stories from music uh there's a story about um when bob marley got shot Oh, I didn't see that one. Yeah. Uh, there's one about um, the guys who did the song uh, The Lion Sleeps Tonight. Okay. And how they, the guy who wrote it never got the credit he was supposed to get. Like, basically, the song was stolen from him, I think. Hmm. Um, was the Amy Winehouse one one of those? No, that no. wasn't. That was the Sam Cooke one, though, was, right? The Sam Cooke one that okay. we talked about is part of that series. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, the Incredible Bongo Band, that wasn't about, that wasn't the part no. of that series? Okay. Um, but yeah, so, uh, the one we wanted to discuss here, um, is the Netflix, uh, documentary called who killed Jam Master J. It's very, uh, you know, straightforward title there. Yeah. Straightforward subject matter too. Yeah. Uh, basically just discussing it from, um, the aspect of, well, these are the facts and what can we gather from the facts as far as who killed him? Yeah. Um, you know, Jam Master J, for those who don't know, if you don't know your hip-hop history, yeah. <laughs> uh, DJ for Run DMC, their DJ, their producer, um, their, their, <laughs> their, uh, their fashion expert, because basically Run DMC's yeah. look came from him. Yeah. <laughs> He's the reason why they wore fedoras and Adidas with no laces and the Adidas track suits. Um, and basically, uh, because of how he dressed, um, that's basically how hip hop fashion uh, progressed um, <laughs> from the look from Run DMC. Because if you saw in the documentary, what did they used to wear? Uh, <laughs> leisure suits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the Curtis Blow uh, look. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> Uh, that's how rappers dressed before uh, before Run DMC. So definitely give him credit for that, for basically um, putting together what hip hop fashion would become. Yeah. Um, but also from the from the music standpoint, um, just him under I, it seemed like like he understood music theory, he played a lot of different instruments. And yeah, he was um, yeah. brought up. Pretty much brought a he brought a rock element just from mm -hmm. I think just from him and in a combination of him and Rick Rubin brought a rock element to hip hop that no one was really doing and people haven't really tried to do since I mean maybe a couple times if you count Kid Rock 
in or or Limp Biscuit. Some of the Diddy remixes. Yeah, I felt like he was just jumping on a fad. Yeah, um, but they brought an element to to that that that's what made them yeah. superstars, made them rock stars, made them hip hop's first super group. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, thanks to to his and and. Uh, to his production, I don't know how much Rick Rubin had, but uh, had a, a part in it, but it was probably a lot. I think it was his idea to do Walk This Way. At least. I was going to say, it depends on who you ask. <laughs> I imagine it depends on who you ask. Yeah. I feel that Rick Rubin would always give himself more credit. <laughs> but but then again, Rick Rubin does have the track record, too. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, yeah, I thought it was very interesting how, you know, speaking of um, Jam Master J and his style and his flair, you know, he wanted attention. <laughs> you know, he wanted to be out front, which I thought was quite interesting. Because typically the DJ was in the back. The DJ isn't the person who you focus on, but well, in, he's out there. In earlier days, the DJ was the focus. The the, the <clears throat> rapper wasn't really part of it at all. Really? I mean, I well, as far I'm, as like wasn't the primary focus. Yeah, the, yeah. The rapper was basically... Um, like the DJ would spin, but like the rappers are out, you know... Yeah, the the rapper would kind of it would be like what they call it toasting. Mm-hmm. So basically, they, whoa, that's a throwback. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the DJ was the was the most important part because he has the music going. He has control over that. Mm, good point. Good point. So anyone who's watched the Get Down, I have not seen that yet. Uh, watch the Get Down. Um, what was his name? Shaolin. They call him DJ Shaolin. Mm-hmm. But. Basically, the guys who were rapping, because this is about it was about the basically the beginning of rap in the late 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 seventies. Um, they rapped about the DJ and and about how good he is. Yeah, <laughs> and and then the DJ would work with it, basically because it's Boz Lerman and he's going to play around with history and everything. Basically, Boz Lerman did this show. Yeah, <laughs> he did the get, the get down. Yes, I didn't know that. And basically. <clears throat> Uh, DJ Shaolin wants to he wants to be a DJ, and basically he learns what he needs to do from Grandmaster Flash. Is this worth watching? Is this <laughs> it? It is. It is. It's it's a lot going on, mm-hmm. but it's it's worth watching. Okay, but it only lasted two seasons because it was so expensive. It got right? so expensive to make. <laughs> um, but he learned. Yeah, he learns about he learns uh, learns stuff from Grandmaster Flash. And and then there's a scene where they go to a um a cool herc mm-hmm. uh party. DJ D- Cool Herc. Okay, I was like <laughs> DJ was Cool like, Herc party. That's what I was thinking of, like, okay, like DJ Cool oh. So basically it, it's about like someone coming up when hip hop is first being created and no one knows really what it is because it's not called hip hop, it was called the get down. Because they're using, you know, James Brown beats. Yeah. And, Get down. <laughs> and, uh, and saying poetry over it. I mean, they, they, yeah. they didn't know what it was, but they knew that it was fun to do. So least. this is about the beginnings of rap. The beginnings. The late 70s. That sounds, okay. I, I might watch that. that and then in the parallel to um, the politics of New York at mm-hmm. the time. And how big disco was at the time, which I imagine was huge. Yeah, <laughs> well, I imagine it was huge. So yeah, the the get down is worth watching. I would say it's still on Netflix. Okay. Um, 
so uh yeah so the that's how the dj was was revered at that time mm. um as far as being important and it kind of up and through to dj jazzy jeff and the fresh prince mm-hmm. to where will tried to take a back seat to jeff that i mean that's what it it, it seemed like sometimes mm-hmm. like on on each other albums there's a track of jeff just you scratching. know just scratching doing different stuff mm-hmm. mixing different things there are one or two tracks of him doing just that i should go back and listen to some of that stuff because i mean they had an album called he's the dj, DJ i'm the, the rapper, rapper and yeah. it's jeff mm-hmm. on the cover <laughs> and you got to unfold yeah. it and to see <laughs> to see will on the cover so there and uh you know or there's eric b and rakim you had eric b's the dj yeah. his name's first so i mean it, it was it was more of a um just a respect it because this guy has he he's got control over the music you know i'm here to rap but yeah you know if if we're at a party who's going to what, get them what's going what's the D, what's the dj doing getting them going yeah you know so it's kind of like that and that's um, the way it is um but yeah with with run dmc being the first super group um you know i mean of course there are lots of other groups but i i don't see them performing at the montreux jazz festival no (laughs) like a run dmc no um so them becoming superstars and you know just with people becoming famous coming from a certain a certain kind of neighborhood yeah you know you're gonna have people people around you try to you know invest your money into certain things take care of people and that's what jay did well he yeah he put a studio in the neighborhood yeah you know in the old neighborhood. down the street from where he grew up yeah and <laughs> some i don't know some people might have said that was foolhardy you know because it didn't come from the best area yeah but that was who he was, you know, and but the thing is, he did it because he had the res- he had the respect and yeah. the reverence from the neighborhood. Yeah, like oh, no one's gonna mess with him. Yeah, and I-, I feel like they kind of highlight and say that maybe this was caused by some of the troubles he got into financially, trying to do all of that. Yeah, trying to take care of everybody. You know, I don't know <clears throat> what type of music he money he made from music, but. I mean, was he making, you know, bad decisions to keep all of this up? You know, was he was he was he involved with drug dealers? That and that's something that, you know, there's not a it was it was uh touched on, but there probably wasn't a lot of information yeah. to to go on as far as did this come from a bad drug deal and yeah. tried to, you know, pay somebody back? Mm-hmm. Did it come from just someone mm-hmm. being upset with him over something else yeah uh it was 50 cent connected to this at all so yeah when i heard about that and the whole being shot nine times was i was like come on really that had something to do with this not to mention i did not know he discovered 50 cent yeah i didn't know that that might have made me respect 50 more i thought dr Dr. not saying that i don't i like 50 and i you know i understand that he's one of the more Successful, or if not the most successful rapper out of what out of, he got, is he out of Queens? Yeah, yeah. So a lot of respect for him, but I didn't know that he discovered him. That's pretty wild. Um, I, I mean, do you think it's related? <laughs> it's 
it's possible, but it's like six degrees of separation. <laughs> it feels like, um, but I think it, uh, it, the thing and the, and the reason why we brought this up, like it's one of those <laughs> mysteries that doesn't get talked about very much. Yeah. Because as far as like hip hop mysteries, we're talking about Biggie and Tupac and then everybody else kind of falls by the wayside. Yeah. Um, but we this is a, this is another murder that's been unsolved. Yeah. And it had to be someone that someone he knew. And so and yeah, because there, it wasn't forcible. It wasn't forced. It wasn't forced entry. Um, they knew exactly where to go. Yeah, he had to go by the secretary, right? This at the front desk, the receptionist. Yeah. And so, yeah, it, it had to be someone that they knew. There's no force entry. The secretary doesn't stop them. Yeah, uh, it but it, but it seemed like it 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 happened so fast, and no one got a good look. Yeah, uh, even the camera footage they had wasn't good. Well, there the footage wasn't. There. Oh yeah, it was gone. Yeah, because the they footage was gone. They weren't recording at yeah. the time. I can't imagine what was this 2000 2002 Yeah, I don't I can't imagine it looked very good anyway back then. Uh so it's it's um man it's unfortunate because there's there's just there's so many things that would be important to know that yeah. we just don't. Yeah, we don't. I did think it was interesting though. Um 37 years old. So mm -hmm. I thought he would have been much. I thought he was much older when he died. Um, that's you know, I, I mean, not that I'm hiding my age. I'm about to be thirty. Am I going to be thirty six? I think I'm going to be thirty six. So he's two years, you know, essentially a year and a half older than me when he died. And I think of everything that they did <laughs> in those thirty in his thirty seven years. Um, I and I also thought that Tony was a coward. I wrote that Tony is a coward. <laughs> Um, and I'm trying to remember that? why I'm trying to remember why I wrote that now because it's been a while since I since I watched it. I wrote Tony is a coward. Damn. Um, didn't he? Because he he rat did he rat on him? I'm drawing a blank here. Why I wrote that? Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Like uh, Tony was, or maybe Tony didn't fight or something like that. He he ran when someone came in. I can't remember. I should have gone back and watched this again. I got all these notes <laughs> and I'm just like, Tony is a coward. I should have wrote, Tony did this and therefore he is a coward. I don't remember which one was Tony. Was he the one that was like the business partner? I do believe so. The man who was sitting on couch playing video games when, yeah, he was just oh, sitting he on the, the couch. Gun. Yeah. He and had didn't gun do anything. And, and yeah. Okay. He didn't do yeah, anything. Yeah. The business partner was in the studio. Yeah. But Tony yeah, was Tony just had the gun. There. Tony was, cause Tony's a rapper. Gun. Yeah. Tony didn't. Yeah. And he was just walking down the street looking like I could have stopped him. But yeah. But yeah. then again, I and I say I say that in the heat of the when I'm watching it. Tony could have been scared. I don't know. I've never been in a room where people started shooting. I, I, it had to be shock. Yeah. It it had to be shock. Um because the gun is sitting right by him and he and he didn't do anything. Um so yeah. Um, I also wrote threatening a retired cop on film. The um, the person who the guy who they um thought that was involved, who said he would um he would he would um do something he would like beat up a cop or kill a cop. 
there were there were some wild characters, and I guess that when you keep things in your neighborhood, you just maybe that is, that's just what that's happens. Just how, that's just how it goes. And like, cause some of these people, I'm I'm on here, I'm just like, Whoa. like you you got too much money to be <laughs> to be around this. Like, what are you doing? Um, but yeah, no, I I wholeheartedly agree that whoever came in there and I, and I wrote that they were cool with each other, but also whoever got up there got let up was someone they had to know and that they trusted. Otherwise, I don't think it happens that quickly. Um, they, uh, some people also connected it to, um, to murder Inc. So yeah, that's also that connection. Yeah. Which is, um, yeah, I didn't think that was very. Some of the theories I thought were kind of flimsy, um, which just lets me know that either like the good stuff the cops won't talk about, or there's just, or we just don't know much. You know, when they're connecting it to Fifty Cent, I, I thought it was a little like it's a little flimsy. Um, but was I trying the, to think? There was another name. Uh, with the Kenneth McGriff. Are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Um, because, because of, because of 50, that's how 50's connected. Yeah. Because they're supposed to blacklist 50 and he's working with them. And yeah. Uh, a guy named Ronald Washington, I think I was mentioned in the documentary. He was looked at as an accomplice, but they, uh, couldn't, um, couldn't really prove it. Mm-mm. That was basically the main thing. Like no one got a good look at who actually pulled the trigger. Yeah, but yeah. they had. But it's someone they knew. But it, the the people that they knew, it's like it, it could have been a number of people. Well, I feel like if I remember but correctly, they it's were actually really... not that many. Yeah. <laughs> so it's 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 kind of weird to like it hasn't been it hasn't been narrowed down, but it's kind of but. How do you, is it something that people actually want to solve? Did you ever get that feeling that I'm not sure that like some people have some things that could add up to something, but they don't really want to go forward with putting these pieces together? I don't know if I would say they don't want to solve it more of, and I guess maybe this is, they don't want to, solve it, they just don't care enough. Like it's just not, there's probably not enough pressure on them to solve it. It's almost a 20 year old case at this point. I mean, it's, you know, is it even worth their time, the effort? But comparing it to Biggie and Tupac, mm-hmm. because it's at, at, there's, you can't help but to compare, I feel like, because so much has been, so much effort was put into those cases, right? Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of pieces. Some things could add up, mm-hmm. but we still don't know. Well, I have to wonder then if this or somebody f- like with Tupac, a guy said who it was. <laughs> yeah. And no one's like, OK, like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Maybe they're like, this will do more harm than good. But he's like, I was in the car. Yeah. OK. But sorry. I have to wonder then, had this happened in the 80s? Would it be bigger? Because you, if you think like during, Tupac and Biggie were their, like and at their zenith. At, yeah. 
their apex. If it was during their peak, um, and someone guns down Jam Master J, it, if it happened the same way, honestly, it might be the same result. You think so? Because I mean, they're at that point, they're one of the biggest rap groups in the world, one of the gr- biggest group period in the world. There's tons of attention. I think at that point, as the pull, you have to do something. Like, I, and I think that's what it, what happened with Biggie and Tupac. Well, but you like have this, to at um, least do something. I'm gonna pull up uh, this guy's name. Even if they didn't um, want to, you got to do something. Scott LaRock. That name sound familiar to you? Yes, but I don't know what for. Uh, Scott LaRock from Boogie Down Productions, working with D Nice and KRS One. He's basically like their, um, their DJ, their producer. Mm. And he was shot. Uh, this is in the 80s. This was 1987. So he was shot and killed. And um, and no one cared, I'm guessing. Well, two men were arrested and charged, but then they got acquitted. Mm. So we're not even sure what happened to him. Then that that was in the eighties, and 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 Boogie Down Production, they were on their way up. Mm-hmm. Um, but since we don't, I mean, there were stars like probably more, more um, regionally because it was the eighties and hip hop, but we still don't know what happened. We still don't know who actually did it. If it were if it wasn't those two men who were charged and arrested. So interestingly enough, that when you bring that up, there's just a whole list of um, of unsolved murders, hip hop yeah. murders, and um, with the most recent being Pop Smoke. But yeah, I didn't even think about that. There's a lot of them that you know. Some of them probably you don't care. Um, I mean that's a good point. I mean, I guess is there really a difference between not wanting to and not caring? You know, and then is there the thought that if you go into some of these neighborhoods, like people don't, already don't trust the police, you know? So is it, well, we tried, but like no one's talking, no, ain't no one talking to us. The studio is right across the street from the police station. Mm-hmm. And it's as if it might as well have been miles away. Yeah. As far as like, you know, we want to as far as like any effort as into trying to solve this case. Yeah. Um, but like I said before, I mean, it could be the, the lack of the lack of evidence or the, the, mm-hmm. the different angles that could be taken. Yeah. And, but like you said, this is the, the relationship between the hip hop culture and the police. Yeah. I mean, if you could say there is one, we if, can't say that it's yeah. a strange or strange. Like, like there, there is <laughs> not there's beef. Like, if someone knew, would they even tell? Right. You know, you got people in this who just in this documentary who seemed almost indignant. So, I mean, I hate to kind of bring it back around to: Do the people in the neighborhood care, or do they care? Like, because I mean, like caring, of course, is helping the police and. And stuff like that. And if you don't trust them, you know, you're not going to, you know, 
you're not going to tell him anything. So, yeah, there, I mean, there were people on this documentary that seemed like they were, I ain't telling. I ain't no stool pigeon. Yeah, and, and it's kind of like, do maybe there are things that people know and they don't want to say anything. Mm-hmm. But then there are things that, I don't know, maybe are they are they putting themselves at risk? Like, it's, it's kind of hard to, like, get, that's what makes me wonder, do they actually want to yeah. solve this? Do you want there mm-hmm. to be closure to this? Yeah. Um, what, what will it take to, if you know, what will it take to do the right thing? Or are you seeing it as too much of a risk? Yeah. To That's do what the I right think, thing. Honestly, I think it. We. I mean, it could be like a deathbed confession when you know that you know. Yeah, I'm about to die anyway. <laughs> what you gonna do to me? And and it, and it could become like that. Mm-hmm. On a lighter note, um, I did feel this documentary um, could have been longer because there's a lot of focus on the actual career of Run DMC versus yeah, the murder. It's about an hour long. Yeah, it's not very long at all. And 20 minutes of it was about their career. <laughs> And I thought that was very interesting. Um, I also made this statement. And I'd be curious to know what you think. The significance of walk this way lessens the further we get away from live instruments and rock and rock dying. Um, the significance of it has been lost. Because no one rock is dead. If it's, it's <laughs> if it's not well, I mean it's not literally people are still making it, but the the modern rock star has pretty much is dead. And rock, rock is mostly dead, and you can make music just using a computer. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it was it was cool then, but at this point, like, is that even something that people would be like, man, that was like you know groundbreaking? Do people even care you know anymore? That is that it was that there was a big. You just said it, it was a big deal, what they were doing at the time. I mean, what would be. Is is it? Are we at a point to where there's nothing new under the sun as far as music goes? I so think... it, and also considering that, you know, even on a, on a broader scale, there's a generation younger than us that I don't get the sense that they care about anything historical. I could. It's I all could about see that. right now. Mm-hmm. To where, I mean, I understand if. If, you know, if your favorite, well, like this, the the example that will always come up as far as these discussions may go is Lonzo Ball says that Future is the GOAT. Yeah. (laughs) And that uh, Nas is not that great. But someone older than him (laughs) will be like, what the hell are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, but to, like, but it's where Lonzo Ball can he even if he tried to listen to Nas, could he relate? Could he relate? Yeah. He can't because the music has changed so much that it just is. But know. to go back into something that sounds different, yeah, even if it's dated, is hard for someone younger to do to appreciate something older. Like for me and you, we were, you know, born in the mid '80s. And then, like, into the 90s, we like that stuff, but we can still go back and appreciate stuff. 50s, 60s. From 70s. the 50s and 60s and and kind of grasp what the music was of that time mm-hmm. and have an appreciation for it. 
But, and it's just something that we felt that, not that we were necessarily obligated, maybe, but at, to least to, but at least obligated. to have an understanding. Yeah, I think to understand it, you're obligated. Like, you, you're not going to understand where it came from. But then again, <laughs> like, if you listen to, like, modern day music, pop music, where did it come from? Or is it all, you know, or is everything about modern day pop music 10 years old? You know, like, does it, can you trace some of this back other than some of the trip hop stuff from the 90s, which I think has a lot to do with, you know, a lot of what's popular right now because slow down, mid-tempo, earthy type songs are, you know, huge. The thing, and the thing is like the artists themselves, Mm -hmm. they will cite that they liked, I feel like there's Travis Scott heavily influenced by 808s and Heartbreak. Okay. Which isn't that old though. <laughs> but that album mm-hmm. from an artist like Kanye, if you look at his previous stuff and then he comes out with this. Yeah. It 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 was a game changer kind of album. Yeah. Right? We gotta review that album one day too. Very misunderstood when it came out. But someone who was a fan of Travis Scott may look at Kanye and like, uh, who's that? Yeah. Like he's not that great. Well, that was Travis like, Scott's the goat. I mean, I mean like Oh six, oh seven when that came out. Oh eight. Yeah. It was heartbreak heartbreaks, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's but not but to there's no um push to have an appreciation of what came before it or mm-hmm. what inspired what inspired an artist like Travis Scott or mm-hmm. Future. Yeah. It's about, well, that was before my time, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. And that is a that's a bit of a dangerous notion on a broader on a broader scale. You know, when, you know, I know we're talking about is music, the stakes aren't as high, but as far as like <laughs> th- bigger things, yeah. Well, I mean that's a dangerous notion. I mean, because that can go too far to where people think that that things in that history doesn't that doesn't matter just because it doesn't affect you, but it actually has. You're just yeah. not looking into how or why. Well, that thought process is the reason why, you know, an artist like Bruno Mars <laughs> can completely um, bite a genre and be seen as fresh and exciting groundbreaking. and groundbreaking. Like, like it's not groundbreaking. Because he made a electro funk song and then he made a, a new Jack, Jack Swing, Swing album and, and wow, just, he's he's got all these crazy ideas. Yeah. Like, no, he was listening to Teddy Riley. Yeah, these, <laughs> and what's crazy is people are still alive. So he's yeah. like, <laughs> still alive and could probably still make that type of music. But you know, that's 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 what it is. Like, no one bothers to really. You're right. No one really bothers to go back and look. And so, if you don't go back to bother and look, there's nothing to find. And when there's nothing to find, everything is. You know, I guess that's a cool feeling to have. Or, where like you know you heard New Jack Swing, and I guess maybe that's a cool thing. Like, you know, maybe you heard um, where's uh, finesse? I had to sing it to get the. Maybe you heard finesse and you, for, for the first time. You're like, man, this is crazy, and you discovered New Jack Swing for the first time, and it was like the first time you were heard. I wanna like you know like you get that really cool feeling. Um, yeah, I don't know, but yeah, just I thought about that. I guess you know where we were coming from. Like I thought about that as. They talked about how big of a deal it was for Run DMC to work with Aerosmith, and Aerosmith had never heard of them, and 
it was just it was really interesting like i mean the reason why it was groundbreaking at the time hip-hop was uh unapologetically black Mm -hmm. this is black music this is ours blackity black 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 (laughs) we can do what we want we Mm -hmm. can express ourselves how we want yep and we're going to write about our environment we're going to write about our lives and if you can't relate to it that's not our fault Mm -hmm. that's not on us it's not our problem and that is kind of how rock and roll is well that is how rock and roll is but nobody will it's like the similarities but but nobody wants to because different races yeah nobody wants to admit it but you're absolutely right. Rock and roll is rebellion. <laughs> it's in your face. And not too long before it, you know, middle America, middle white America was afraid of it. <laughs> Deathly afraid yeah. of it. So, yeah, they share a lot of, they sh- there's a lot of similarities. And it's almost like it's weird it hadn't happened before. <laughs> yeah. To cross genres was... It depends on where you are in your career. Mm-hmm. Why I may have worked with Aerosmith is Aerosmith was all but done mm-hmm. by that time. But that collaboration kind of revived uh, interest in them. Yeah. They went on that what be huge through the 80s. Yeah. All those hit records. Um, I mean, I don't think it would have worked. It wouldn't have happened if it was Van Halen. Nah. Well, I mean, I don't see... Although it would have been very interesting. I just don't see David Lee Roth working out. Um, was he the same? Yeah, because yeah, he was with them until up till night. Yeah, so, yeah, he would have been. I couldn't have seen that happening. <laughs> I could not have seen that happening. Um, but yeah, no, it, it. I mean, it it worked. You know, you have this music that borrows from black music anyway. Why not? You know, that was a blue. That was basically a blues rock band, Aerosmith. Yeah. Taking a song where he is essentially he's essentially rapping. In the original version, they didn't change the lyrics. They no. just they just wrapped it. That was the weird part of it. Like lyrics. they didn't change the lyrics at all. Yeah, and that's why they're so nonsensical. Because <laughs> Stephen Tyler was probably high as hell when he wrote it. <laughs> Let's just be real; they're doing a lot of drugs. So yeah, it was. I thought it was. It's like the perfect song to do it with too. So I was just. I just thought that was interesting, and it's just it. It just didn't feel as big anymore as when we were growing up. Yeah, I mean, because there's, um, we don't, we, I mean, we kind of see that crossover, but I guess people are so, maybe people are so used to it now. Yeah, it's like, yeah, genre bending is nothing now. (laughs) It's almost expected, I feel. Yeah, that's why, like, the, um, when we had the episode about, you know, ask, is R&B dead? Yeah. R&B has morphed into, it, it and hip hop have morphed together to where, you know, people are called rappers when they actually are not. Yeah. Post Malone is not a rapper, no, but not. because he has rap tendencies, uh, tendencies <laughs> in, his, in his music, he's looked at as a rapper. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> it, we're just so used to it or, also, the, or the collaborations or, you know, yeah. we got, you know, someone. You've also got somebody featuring rapping. Chris Brown. 
you know, somebody yeah. featuring T Pain, and they rap instead of sing. <laughs> right, <laughs> Beyonce. I, I heard the remix she did with Meg Thee Stallion. She's she's, she's rapping, rapper. which I always maintained that Beyonce wanted to be a rapper. She's been a rapper for a long time. Her dad wanted her to sing. She wanted to rap. <laughs> her dad's like, "You singing? I want to rap, Daddy." <laughs> like, yeah. So yeah, that's just that's who you know. I actually think she's a better rapper than <laughs> than she is than she is an act, her like regular stuff, but that's just me. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, the the amount of time they spent on their career was interesting. Over half the time on their career, which then made me think that either a there's not a lot of a lot of substance to their theories <laughs> on who killed him, or b they're not going to spend enough time. And I felt it was a mix of both. I felt there were a few things they probably could have gone a little bit more into, but then I have to wonder like, was there enough information? I mean, it might have it might have been a rush thing. I mean, because look at because uh, this came out well in twenty eighteen, so it might they probably could have done more. I kind of look at it like yeah. this: the early thirty for thirty films mm-hmm. did not, not really delve detailed, deep yeah. enough into certain things like they do now. Ten parts, y'all. Ten parts. Ten parts for the last but dance. Woo. Reggie Miller versus the Knicks. Probably could have had more. <laughs> Dude. Like, it's an hour long. Like, this could have easily been two, two and a half hours. Easily. Yeah. You could have delved more into, um, into, like, certain moments or got more insight the, from the, the people involved. Mm-hmm. Or the one about Hank Gathers. Mm. was only an hour. Yeah. But the more interviews could have been had with people who like saw Loyola Marymount and were like this this type of basketball is insane. Yeah. But it's inspired or you see the influence in the NBA now. Oh yeah. So well I think they learned the lesson with the U part 2 and then they make a part 3? No. Oh they just made There's a part, no part two. 3. Okay. They're like, we, we need to talk. Because the U was pretty long. Yeah. And then they made more. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I But I think, like, compared, I guess, since they're in the same um, series, I felt that the Sam Cooke one was a little bit more detailed. But they still managed to get his career in there, too. I learned a lot about Sam Cooke. But then I felt like they covered his death. You know, granted, they're not going into theories like they did here in this show. But... Yeah. I felt like the the Sam Cooke one was a little bit more complete. Yeah, I mean there were a couple of theories in the Sam Cooke one. Um, was the government <laughs> was the government involved? Uh, Guy playing a band with swears it was the government. What was he set up? <laughs> um, by the Vietnamese woman or whatever yeah. nationality she was, you know, a couple of theories that way, but um. This one, there's, it's it's still, it still overall feels kind of empty. Yeah. So do they, well, I know you said the people that wrote The Lion Sleeps Tonight, do they focus mostly on black artists or no? No. Okay. No. Because um, at first I thought they were, which I was like, kudos. <laughs> it's like a better unsung. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, not not entirely. Okay. But those, those are the ones that I remember. Okay. Um, I, I thought of another one, but I think that one's on. There's one on Hulu about uh, the Bahamian. Who cares about the Bahamian? Apparently, there's something uh, with the rights of who let the dogs out, who was supposed to make money off of it. 
uh, who's who wrote it. Aren't they one of those groups credit. where like they just rotate people in it or something like that? The Bahamut, like Menudo. Yeah, I think that they just yeah, like man, you're you're not looking Jamaican enough. Get out of here, buddy. Like no, you got a mustache. You gotta go. Uh, gotta go. Gotta go. Gotta go. Um, but yeah, that one that one's on that one's on Hulu, I think. But with this one, it it felt not. I guess I, I I don't know what kind of expectations you went into it with, mm-hmm. but for me, um, I was wondering if there was something substantial about it that, hey, maybe people can still work on this, mm-hmm. on this case. But for me, it's like, I don't know if people care enough. Yeah. And I mean, it's definitely not with the, the, effort of Tupac and Biggie because the guy who was investigating the case literally was talking about it until he died. Yeah. Like he had a heart attack in the middle of a meeting about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was still the effort at least from someone to get these cases solved with this like I said, it, it's it's empty because no one. I, it's like either you don't want to say anything, it's too risky to say something, or yeah, we really don't. No one really knows, and yeah. no one wants to. No one wants to know. And even though no one knows, I mean, I guess you can still you can still think of a conclusive way to end it, even though no one knows who did it. I don't know. I, I, yeah, like you said, it seemed it felt empty. It just didn't feel complete. So, um, but then again, maybe that's just us being <laughs> salty that they don't know who did it. I don't know. Um, anything else you'd like to add about this documentary? Mm, no, nah, I mean nothing I can think of. Only that. Holy crap! Thirty like the thirty-seven thing still blows me away. I, I if you would have asked me before this. I would have said he was 50. <laughs> I was like, yeah, clearly the man is 50. Yes, he's, but yeah, 37, which means they started out at a very young age on this hip hop life. Yeah. All right. So that will do it for our discussion about uh, the Netflix documentary, Who Killed Jam Master J. You can send us uh, your, your theories uh, or your thoughts about it on our Facebook page um, or our Instagram. Mm-hmm. because I, I posted that we were going to do an episode about this. It was our first post in about four months. So. <laughs> Surprise. Uh, definitely um, uh, get in touch with us, either of those methods. So get to uh, my earworm of the week. Um, this, uh, this song, when I, I first heard it, like it's, it's, for the most part, it's nonsense, but it's funny. <laughs> um, it's funny, and the video is hilarious because it looked like he made it on his iPhone in about twelve minutes. <laughs> um, it's the song uh, "Dragon Ball Do Rag" by I've, Thundercat. N- oh, okay, I've I've heard of Thundercat, but I've not heard this song. Is this newer? Yeah, it came out okay. a couple months ago. Okay, I know he's been doing a lot of press lately. Uh, he came out with an album called It Is What It Is. Mm-hmm. Um, I think on the album he has uh, 
he has a song with um he has a song with Lewis Cole called I Love Lewis Gotta Cole. Gotta love Lewis Cole. <laughs> Gotta love Lewis Cole. If you don't know who Lewis Cole is, you need Man, to go, you get need your to look life. up Lewis Cole. Get your life, son. <laughs> um he has a song with uh who else does he have a song with? Let me pull it up really quick. Cause the, the the album just came out. Um, I feel like Lewis Cole is is a lot of places lately, with um, nowhere and everything. But man, Lewis Cole is. <laughs> uh, he's got a song with Childish Gambino. Okay, okay. He's got a song with Zach Fox. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's got a song with Lil B. Okay. <laughs> so that's from the album. It is what it Zach is. Zach Fox is funny. <laughs> <laughs> Though they're they've been on like Thundercat and Zap Fox have done like um during, you know, the time of the Rona. Mm-hmm. They did like some uh they would go live and mm-hmm. just play random songs. <laughs> uh I'll show you a video. They played something, it was like something from the eighties, or it was like Bobby Brown. Yeah. And then they're like, Oh, oh, we gotta play this, we gotta play this, and it's like we fall down. <laughs> <laughs> like what? <laughs> it's like what made them want to play that? Because <laughs> they'll be like, "Yeah, we're having a you know IG dance party," and then they put this on, and they and they are like, they're like into it. Oh god! And they're also holding guns. They're just like waving around guns while they dance around. <laughs> it's so oh, god. weird. Um. Oh god, that makes me think of. I meant to ask you about if you've seen, if you heard a rumor. The rapper, he's a like a trap singer, Rupert R R M R. He did nah. a song called, um, I'll look it up. Play your earworm, I'll look it up. You got to hear this song. <laughs> All right, so this is Dragon Ball Do-Rag by Thundercat, and uh, we'll be right back. Do it. 
right, that is Dragon Ball Do Rag by Thundercat. I was just listening to his bass playing. <laughs> I really like him as a bass player. So he does have a video where he, he talks about his favorite bass mm-hmm. lines. Yeah, I saw that one. And he, they have him pick up a bass and he starts playing, and it's yeah. awesome. He's, yeah, I like him. So you can find Dragon Ball Do Rag and Echo on our BTT YHT Earworms playlist on Spotify uh right now if you're listening um so yeah that will do it for this particular episode um ben can you tell the people where we can be found i know it's been a while it's been a while so (laughs) um i think we have a website i think they well it's still there it's still there okay we don't recommend it yes i think they're still (laughs) that that account's still active by the time you hear this dot com. All right, all right. One for one. Um we also have a Facebook page, Facebook.com slash by the time you hear us. This. Yes, by the time you hear this, yes. <laughs> we can be found on the gram at by the time you hear this. The um and you can also email us at by the time you hear this at gmail dot com. Now the website and the Facebook are spelled with the word you. The Instagram as well as the Gmail are spelled with the letter U because we're under quarantine. Yes, we are under quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> we are under quarantine. Um and we can also be found on um <laughs> all the podcasts I listen to say you can find us in the app you're listening to right now. Well duh. <laughs> like I know you can. Um, but we're on Spotify, we're on um, we are on uh, Satchel Podcast Player. We're on Overcast. We're on uh, TuneIn Radio. We're on, um, what's that thing on the iPhones? Oh, yeah, Apple Podcasts. We're on that. Um, Google Play or Google Music, something like that. We're on all those. Yeah, any you know when, any of those aggregate sites you can find, you can usually find us. Yeah, and Listen Notes. That's a good one, too. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's where you can find us. Uh, yeah. Well, let's end the show. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. I'm just going to pick a Run DMC song and we're going to play it to end the show. Thank you all for listening. And I don't think, uh, don't expect a four month layoff, but nah. we'll talk to you sooner than that. <laughs> Peace. Peace. On the job, listen to the jam master as he starts to rock.